Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Melissa Spivak about her wedding at Walt Disney World. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about her planning and the choices she made, and of course, how everything turned out. So welcome, Melissa. Hey, Carrie. How are you? I'm awesome. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. How did you guys decide that you wanted to have your wedding at Walt Disney World? Well, we're locals to Orlando, and we're also annual pass holders, and we love Disney, so it was really like a no-brainer for both of us. And we also really wanted a place that was one-stop shopping where we didn't have to stress out and find vendors individually because just thinking about going out and finding 100 different vendors was stressing me out. So when I found out that they were one-stop shopping, that really was a positive for me. That's great. Yeah, definitely. How did you guys choose your ceremony and reception venues? We always loved the glamour of the boardwalk, and I didn't want to use the wedding pavilion and the Grand Floridian because I felt like everyone uses that for their wedding. So we did a tour of the other locations besides the wedding pavilion, and we felt like the ambiance and the color scheme of the boardwalk and the ballrooms were really what we were looking for. I was trying to decide for a little while between the boardwalk and like the yacht club because I also thought the yacht club gazebo was really cute, but I didn't ultimately like the coloring of the board of the ballrooms at the yacht club and but I, I hear now they're going through a renovation and they're getting rid of all the blue that they had but that was one of the issues that we had with it was that it was too blue and the boardwalk has similar coloring to I think the Grand Floridian which I really did like the the coloring over there so I tried to find something that was kind of similar but also really different and so we also wanted something outside and Seabreeze Point really fit that description for me because I felt it looked kind of like a chapel sort of but outside and so I really wanted to go with something like that. Interesting and did you only consider ballrooms due to guest count or how you wanted to decorate or did you look at some of the special venues too? I think, honestly, it was really because I'm a New Yorker and all of the weddings in New York are always in ballrooms slash catering halls. So in my mind, since I always grew up with that kind of a thing, that's really what I envisioned for my wedding was that it would be inside of a room like that. So that's why I really wanted to go with some place that had a ballroom and that was close by to the, the reception venue or the ceremony venue. Got it. Now, you guys are local. How did your friends and family react when they found out your wedding was going to be at Disney World? Well, I think they were all, like, pretty happy. But to be honest, they weren't as excited as I was really hoping that they would be. But I think that had more to do with it wasn't the first marriage or the first wedding for both of us. So I think that kind of put a bit of a damper on things. But honestly, at the end of the day, our excitement was the most important part. And we were thrilled to death to have our wedding there. And, you know, ultimately, our family and friends, too, got excited about it because a lot of them had never been to a Disney wedding before, even though they're locals. So I thought it all kind of came together nicely. That's great. How many guests did you end up having? 
we had 45 was the final total that included Wayne and I. So I guess 43 really, um, we tried to keep the cost down that way by not having as many people in our previous marriages and relationships. We had larger weddings and they all cost a lot of money. And so we thought that keeping the guest count down and more intimate this time would be just better for the two of us. That's a good point. Yeah. Can you tell me a bit about your theme or your colors or how you incorporated those into your event? Yeah, sure. We didn't really have a theme per se. We put some elements of up the movie in our day because we both love the movie. So I had the groom and all of the groomsmen wearing the grape soda pins instead of corsages, or maybe they're not called corsages. I don't know what they're called. The, the ones that go in their lapel. And I also made the mailbox that had our painted hands on it, which I see a lot of the Diz Brides making um, with our names on it. So those were kind of the two up things that we included. But other than that, it was just I wanted to stick with our color scheme, which was black, white, and purple, more like lavender purple. So I thought that was going to be like the main focal point, And that's where I wanted to go from there was just to stick to the colors. And I basically incorporated the purple by having the bridesmaid dresses were all the same color lavender purple but they were different styles I just kind of said to them I want your dresses to be one color which was the purple long and chiffon and then go from there you guys can do whatever you want and they all picked a different design which ended up looking really pretty because everyone felt like picked a dress that looked the best on them and then I had purple roses as my main flower and then I had um, for the black and white besides having the traditional standard black and white tuxedos for the men and of course the white dress for me I also had a black and white checkered dance floor which was like my favorite part of my reception room oh interesting did they charge you extra for that they did I believe it was about 3,000 for the floor but I really wanted it so I just paid whatever it was (laughs) isn't that funny how we do that (laughs) yeah yeah it's just just like the same with the chairs like I really wanted Chivari chairs and I didn't care how much they cost and I just paid for them (laughs) got it okay now did you guys add a rehearsal dinner or a dessert party we had a we had both actually um we first had a dessert party on the Thursday before the wedding my wedding fell on a Saturday so the Thursday before I tried to do a combined bachelor and bachelorette party at Epcot And we ended it with a dessert party at Hollywood Studios at Fantasmic. And we took the boat that was uh, because we had spent the day at Epcot. So we took the boat that was from Epcot over to Hollywood Studios and did the dessert party there. And we've had dessert parties at both Epcot and Hollywood Studios now because I've, you know, I'm a local and I do a lot of events at Disney. And I can say that the Hollywood Studios dessert party was the most unique and the most spacious of any of the parties we've done. And it was really, really fun. So I would highly recommend the Fantasmic venue. It doesn't seem like it would be that cool at first. But then once you get there and you realize you have your own like private deck, basically overlooking the entire theater with no one standing in front of you. And, you know, you have your like a huge space full of food and everything. It really was unique and special. So that I would recommend that. And then the rehearsal dinner we did at Italy Azola in Epcot. We did it on Friday. We had had our rehearsal at the um, ceremony venue at Seabreeze Point. And then we walked over to Epcot, walked through the countries and went over to Epcot, Italy Azola for the rehearsal dinner. I did like a kind of a custom Italian themed menu. I had them put the red and white checkered tablecloths on all of the tables to be like old school Italian. 
and we had an Italian meal, which was important to me because I'm Italian. And it was just, that was really fun too. And having like our photographers there to take pictures of everyone there. And then they went with us into Italy and took some more pictures like around the different locations in Italy near kind of near Via Napoli and that spot. And then came back and took pictures during the fireworks. That was a really unique experience as well. That's wonderful. And how did the Italian food turn out? Was it authentic? It was. It was really good. My favorite was the penne alla vodka because that's moreover my favorite dish. But I did tell them to fashion it after the one at Mama Melrose's and they did. And it was really excellent as far as everything else. I also really liked we did a, a groom's cake that was themed after the Navy for my husband because he's retired Navy. They did it as like a a marble cake with cannoli filling. And that was really fantastic. And that's something that I recommend, but I also specifically asked for cannoli filling. It's nowhere on any of the lists. It doesn't say that they do it, but I, that's a big filling in New York again. So like I, I really wanted that. And I was like, you know, this is something I grew up with. I always wanted cakes with cannoli filling. They had it at all the places in New York. Can you guys do it? They had no problem doing it. And the cake was fantastic. Okay. That's a great tip. Can you give me a timeline of how the wedding day ran? I got up around 5 a.m. The girls came to my room for hair and makeup by 7 a.m. My photos started at 10 a.m. Actually, Wayne's photos started at 10 a.m. My photos started at 10.30. The videographer also came at 10 o'clock. The girls with bridesmaids and me photos started at 11. The ceremony was at 12. We did bride and groom and wedding party pictures a little bit after. Then the wedding party went off to cocktail hour, which was running from one to two. During that time, Wayne and I took pictures with David and Vicky kind of by ourselves. And then we went and saw our reception room individually because I wanted to see what it looked like without anybody in there. They gave us a few hors d'oeuvres during that time because I didn't want to go to cocktail hour. And then they had us walk in and get introduced at two. And then my reception ran from two to six. Okay, great. And did you guys have any kind of entertainment at the reception? We had a DJ kind of standard. And then what we did also have Mickey and Minnie, and which I, we thought was the best decision ever. They were really fun and were great for both the video and the pictures. That's a good point. That Yeah, in the video, you get a lot of value for that. Yeah, because we have so much footage of not just me and Wayne dancing with Mickey and Minnie, but our family is specifically, I can say that Wayne's mom was nuts over Mickey and, and like they had a, a like a one-on-one dance for a really long time. And we were saying, oh my gosh, we've never seen your mom dance like that before. So to have that on video is pretty funny. <laughs> Do you have any menu item or cake flavor recommendations from your reception? Yeah, we really loved our cake, which was two flavors, yellow cake with blackberry mousse on one layer and then almond cake with amaretto mousse on another layer. We really love those flavors. I really already mentioned, but our rehearsal dinner cake with the cannoli filling was great. But then also at the dinner, we had just kind of like a side note, I guess, about food was that when we went to our tasting, we said to them, you know, we're, we were really excited because one of the items we picked for our buffet was the brown derby cob salad. That's how it says it on the menu. So I was, I've been to Brown Derby multiple times and I was just thinking about that great Cobb salad that they serve you, which is like really finely chopped lettuce with all of the ingredients already in it and already mixed in. And we go to the, give the tasting and it was basically like a deconstructed Cobb salad, which everything was separate and the lettuce was just like regular romaine lettuce. So I said to them, is there any particular reason why you call this a Brown Derby Cobb salad? Because I really was envisioning it being more like 
the brown derby Cobb salad. And they're like, oh, no, well, it's harder to keep it that way. It might get soggy, you know, et cetera, et cetera, which I totally understood. But I was kind of like hung up on the whole idea of it being like the brown derby. And so I said, is there anything you can do to it to make it more authentic to me to be more like brown derby? So at the reception, when we went through the line and we were getting our food, they took all of the things that we said at our tasting session and they applied it. They, they finally chopped the lettuce. They tried to combine everything on the plate for me so I didn't have to do anything. And it really resembled more so the, not, not the same, obviously, but it resembled the Cobb salad at the Brown Derby more so than ever before. So I really wanted to say that they, they, if you suggest something to them at your tasting session or you say, I don't really like this, but I'd like you to change it. You know, another thing we, we had was like, we tried this chicken and waffle thing. And at first it was like, it was a chicken that had a waffle coating. And I said, I, this is not what I was envisioning for chicken and waffles. I'm thinking like a waffle with chicken on top of it. And they said, <laughs> oh, yeah, we can do that too. You know, and they completely changed their menu item, which generally is not like that. It's just a chicken with waffle batter. And they changed it to be literally a Mickey waffle with a piece of chicken on top of it. And so that, again, was another thing I suggested to them. And they really took that to heart. And they changed menu items for what I was envisioning. And so I felt like that was, you know, way going like over and above what I was, what I was hoping for. That's definitely great advice. What were the most and least important aspects of your wedding when you were focusing your attention and your budget or you were trying to save time or save money? So the most important things that I was thinking of was time of day because I wanted it to be during the day, it saved us a lot of money to have it at 12 o'clock as opposed to later on because originally I really wanted like a 5 o'clock and a night wedding and everything just got so much more expensive per person. So time of day was important. The number of guests was important. Keeping it smaller, keeping it more intimate, obviously that, that cuts down the most because there's always that enhancement budget that you need to meet and there's always that floral budget you need to meet and all that other stuff. But as far as the food budget goes, there really isn't anything you need to meet. It's all just based on guest count. So we did try to keep the guest count low. Like I said, some of the things that I really wanted were Chivari chairs and that dance floor. And those are the two things that I got when I, when I did it. So that was important. I really wanted characters. Um, that was something that was unique that, you know, we had not done at our weddings before, something that I really wanted to do. I really wanted to do a Magic Kingdom photo session and have that unique experience in front of the castle, which we did do. I really wanted a Trash the Dress session since I saw one of the Disbride girls posting about how she did it at Typhoon Lagoon. And I said, oh, my God, I want to do that. So that was super important to me. And I made sure to include that. And also my menu and my cake design. That to me was, was pretty important too. For my cake design, I specifically looked at, you know, a couple different pictures. I said, I like the happily ever after cake, which is basically the three layer cake where they write happily ever after on it and they lived happily ever after. Um, and then um, I saw a cake on another website that was ombre. So it started dark and ended up light or vice versa. And I really wanted that. So I told them I wanted them to take the happily ever after cake add purple flowers to it and make it ombre purple. Let's make my room just like barf in purple. And that was pretty much what they did. And then I really wanted uplighting too, to make the whole room like glow in purple. And kind of another thing that was pretty cool as was just kind of a small side note is that 
when we did our rehearsal, we had a, a few minutes in between the time that we rehearsed the ceremony inside the boardwalk ballroom and the time that we were walking over to Epcot for the rehearsal dinner. And they were setting up my room for the wedding the next day. And I got to go into the room with Maxine, who is my planner, and she introduced me to the lighting guys who happened to be in there. And they said they were putting in the, the up lighting and they said, oh, we're giving her extra up lighting just because we have extra lights, which was pretty neat. And then they, and then she said to them, you know, Melissa brought a picture of what she wants her room to look like. And it was literally like a picture that just looked like it was glowing purple. And so she was able to show it to the lighting guy. And he said, oh, I can make the room look like that. I'll, I'll do this or I'll do that. And I guess they changed up a couple of the things they were going to do. And when I walked into my room the next day, it literally was barfing purple. It was so perfect. It was exactly what I wanted. And so that just happened to be fortuitous. But you know, if you tell them that something like that is super important, like I really want my room to look purple, you know, they'll make it happen for you. So that was good. For the least important things, I'd say the only thing that really came to mind was floral because I wanted it to be simple and elegant, but not over the top. But I really needed it to fit in a budget, like a specific low, like, you know, not more than $3,000 kind of budget for floral. Like I said, we've been married before. I had a wedding before where I had these huge floral centerpieces and I spent money on pin spotting and all this other stuff. And I said, you know, this isn't really that important as much as it makes the room look pretty. I really just want to focus on it looking purple, you know, my purple cake, having these really pretty, I had these really pretty floral tablecloths that look like roses. It was, this was one of the only things I didn't get from Disney. I went to a place called Over the Top Linens, which is in Orlando, and they kind of set linens for you and bring them away or whatever. But you get to go to this place and literally pick, like, feel, touch, and throw linens out on tables. And so I did that. I picked out these linens. I said, these are super important. So I really wanted to focus on those kinds of things and a little bit less on the floral. So we had floral centerpieces on the tables, but they were low, and they had purple roses mixed with some other greenery, and that was kind of about it. And then, you know, I wanted my bouquet to be pretty, but the girls' bouquets, you know, wasn't as important. Let's make them smaller. You know, let's do this. Let's do that. So I just didn't, I thought that the floral was a little bit least, like, less important to me this time around as it was, like, the first time I got married. Okay, that's all great tips. What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I really liked all of the pictures that we took, and I loved being a model and being the center of attention. That's not something that generally happens, although we, I feel like we took like so many pictures that it's almost ridiculous. I mean, I took like two sets of engagement pictures. I took now like wedding pictures. I took Magic Kingdom pictures. I took dress, dress pictures. Like I'm pretty sure if I took another picture, my face would explode. But <laughs> I had so much fun like doing all of that and being in all these pictures and seeing the results that that was one of my favorite things. And I also really enjoyed dancing with my friends and family. There was a time toward the end of the reception where it was really just me and Wayne and our kids, my mom and my best friend and the DJ and David and Vicky. And like, we were literally the only ones left and we just danced for like an hour, an hour and a half, like with no one around and nobody watching. And it all got on the video from the videographer and it was just really fun. So I would say that was one of the, my favorite parts, even though I was a little sad, everyone had left by then. I was still having so much fun with just my immediate family. Oh, that's wonderful, though. Yeah. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? I had a couple of things, I guess. I, I said, like, 
not that many people danced and used my beautiful dance floor that I like spent all this money on and like really <laughs> wanted this to be the focal of my room. Like no one was, I remember standing in the middle of the floor, like dancing to all these songs that I gave the DJ, this extensive DJ playlist. I mean, he, and he even told me, he's like, there's no way I'm going to get to play all these songs. And I'm like, it's fine. Just play whatever. And I was out there dancing to every single one. And I remember I kept looking around saying like, why isn't anyone dancing? I feel so lonely up here. And I don't know if that was just because it was a day wedding or whatever, but I don't know. That was one of the things that I felt like didn't really turn out as I expected. And on that same note, everybody literally left by like 4 p.m. And my reception ran till 6. So one of the really downsides for me was that it was just me and my maid of honor and my mother and my kids and my husband. And I think that could have been resolved by asking for the food to have been served later because I had a buffet or by having plated because then it takes more time to serve it. Um, and not having like, I, I shouldn't have had the cake cutting so soon too. I did it like where at two o'clock we got introduced. I had a first dance and then next thing you know, we're eating from the buffet. And then next thing you know, I'm cutting the cake with Mickey and Minnie. And then like all that stuff was over and everybody left. Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, and this sounds ridiculous, but I had a girlfriend who had a wedding where she literally served one item of food every hour, like, just to keep people there. And at the time when I was a guest, I was like, this is crap. I really wish I had more food. I'm starving. It's 10 o'clock at night. Where's my dinner? You know, but then now I totally understand why she did that. And I even said to her, like, at the end of the reception when we were leaving or something, I was like, you know, I was starving. I don't understand why your food came like once every hour. And she's like, because I didn't want anybody to leave. That was my specific instruction. Now this makes sense to me because I feel like I had everything so close together that literally everyone left at four. So the last two hours of my reception, there's nobody there. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of a downside, but I could see how I could have maybe make it better or maybe make it better the next time for a vow renewal or something. But that's kind of, that's something I would say, like, don't do everything so soon like I did because then it's all over and everybody's like, okay, see ya. And you're like, wait. And so, yeah. (laughs) Do you have any other tips or advice for future wishes, brides and grooms? I would say always do bill on consumption because we get, we got a lot of money back on that unless you have like a lot of extreme drinkers, you know, like the first time I got married, I was in the restaurant industry and all those people were drinkers and they drank my bar like to death. But I would say this time I had a lot of more just friends from work and things like that or whatever. And and Wayne's a little older than I am. So his friends are a little bit older than me too. And so we didn't really have heavy drinkers and it was in the middle of the day. So the bill on consumption bar, we got a bunch of money back and I would say that that was a really good thing to do day wedding, having a day wedding cuts costs, you know, having it at 12 o'clock, like I did cuts costs as opposed to having it at five or seven smaller guest count. If you're trying to stick to your budget, but I would definitely say always have characters if you really want them, because that was super fun. It was super important to me. I got some great pictures, great video, do the photo shoots because they're really worth the money. I had so much fun doing that magic kingdom session. I did it two days after my wedding It was super early in the morning. I didn't even care. I was so excited to be at Magic Kingdom in my dress. Being there backstage was super fun. And I really loved having that experience with Wayne, just to be able to do that kind of a thing that we we just felt like little kids or something, like we were seeing something we weren't supposed to see. It was so early and there was no one there. And it was just really fun. So I would say recommend doing that. And also the trash the dress thing. I mean, that came up for me super last minute and it was so much fun. 
But that being at a water park super early in the morning, too, without anybody around and having the wave pool turned on for just you is such a cool experience. So I would recommend that if you're thinking like, hey, do I do these photo sessions? Totally do them because they're worth the money. <laughs> okay, great advice. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for taking the time to share the story of your day. I think it's been really helpful for anyone who's interested in having a Wishes event at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thanks, Carrie. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>